When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Been into comedy specials lately on Netflix. Have you? Uh, have you been? Have you been delving into any comedy lately? Uh, every, the only thing I watch on Netflix is Star Trek: The Next Generation reruns. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's still... been my last like three months. I try is to that's... go find new things, and I'm like, eh, eh, and I click around. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just go out to episode, season four, episode you know seven or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to uh for Scott Mance at least, you know, not for you. I need to I need to watch a Star Trek at some point. A Star Trek of some I think, sort. I think he gave you two episodes. I know. Required And I forget, was it was it Next Generation or was it No, it was the original series. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I should start is original? I think so. Okay, fine. It's Have from you... I mean it's from the sixties and honestly it, because I just I just went through the whole original series a couple months ago, it holds up pretty well. Yeah, I I mean I'm not worried about that because I I understand when thing you know I, I I try to be aware of the time it came out, but yeah, you know we'll see we'll see someday someday. My wife is into it, so or you know she was into it. She had three brothers who were nerds about it so she <laughs> she kind of got it through os- osmosis i guess um uh, but yeah i um have you ever heard of a nate Bar- bargatze Bar- I, I probably butchering his name nate bargatze he has a couple specials on netflix yeah um good stuff yeah yeah he's he's quite funny and and clean so i actually have been watching it uh with my 11 year old he was like kind of bored one day he's like can we like watch something together or something <laughs> i was like yeah um you want to watch like a comedy special because he's never really watched like a stand-up and we put him on because it like said tvg i was like all right let's try him out and yeah yeah he was he was great relatable for adults which was funny and not like he's a kid comic but he's just clean so it's like i felt comfortable showing my 11 year old and yeah he's 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 hilarious so definitely recommend him so it's kind of like star wars of comedy like yeah (laughs) exactly yeah maybe you'll say like damn and hell every so often but you know i let my son watch pg-13 movies so he's heard he's heard worse you know no big deal um (laughs) clean comedy is tough and you get if you do it well yeah because it's so easy i mean there's nothing wrong with you know swearing or or especially to make a point or something like that but to do it in a clean way uh definitely that that speaks to a talent i i honestly think it yeah i think it, it takes more skill and and, uh, you know, cause I, I don't want to say it's easy to be funny, but I think you can be funnier if you're not funny, clean, you can be funnier by adding in those, yeah. you know, those keywords, <laughs> those key four letter words. <laughs> just like any movie that like, you know, has someone killed or has a girl take her top off. It just keeps everyone's interest more. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll continue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
there's no purpose for the plot. Yeah, shower scene. I don't know what this is about, but must be must be important that they're that they're showing it. (laughs) Just uh, you know, uh, they're just a pan shot through a strip club real quick. You know, that's okay. Okay, we get the atmosphere. You know, character doesn't really need to be there for any reason, right? Have you heard of um, uh, Bo Burnham, this uh, inside special he did for Netflix? It's one he did like during um, during the pandemic. He filmed, performed, wrote, edited it all in this one room during the pandemic and released it on Netflix. I don't know. I no, mean, again, I all I know is Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> that's that's all I know. That's all I know. Well, it was you know it, it kind of blew up on Twitter when it first came out and everything. But uh, mm. but yeah, that was because uh, his comedy. He's like he incorporates like uh, like he's a musical kind of comic. Okay, he, you know, incorporates music into his in, into his acts. And uh, yeah, Fetterman uh, say he plays a piano. Wasn't that? Him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne, Wayne Fetterman or Fetter like, Fetternin, as I called him earlier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's like a it's like a full act kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh it's yeah him. He's basically it took him a whole year to to film it and edit it and everything like so you like see his beard growing throughout like okay. each act and each song and there's some kind of deeper moments in it too some serious moments um of him kind of struggling being alone inside while you know the, all this shit is going on in the world but so yeah it's it's definitely worth a watch okay. uh it's uh yeah it's it's interesting the songs are catchy um and yeah definitely definitely recommend you checking it out so. now you've given me two things to watch on yes <laughs> you're welcome and uh, that N- nate bargatze has two specials so um watch both and okay. then watch uh bo burnham's inside i watch bo burnham's inside first if okay. you would for me please i will add those to my watch list <laughs> no you won't do we uh who's our special guest today ben my 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 special guess is you. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. Or to a famous person, I know, a well-known person to come on. And Actually, been, well, I'm, someone? no, I'm just gonna check to see when the last time is. It was just me and you. I don't I don't remember when the last time it was just me and you. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go through our episodes. Go so ahead. as you're looking. You know, uh, well, no, I think we did one fairly recently too. I don't know, but uh, for the the OGs of blockbuster mentality, this 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 used to be the fascinating entertainment that all of you old old lovers and subscribers of us uh, were been accustomed to, and all you new listeners, which we've got many more uh, since we've been getting uh, lots of very interesting people. So <laughs> people more interesting than us. us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks like June of last year. Might have been the last wow. one we did. It was just kind of shoot the shit episode. It was titled "Remember Going to the Movies." Uh, so we were big into the pandemic, and yeah, I'm scrolling through, and yeah, I believe that was the la- <laughs> the last time it was just me and you. You know, the old the old gang, and and yeah, you know, you 
Uh, were you itching to do a show? It seemed I was. Like. Yeah, yeah. Kind of after uh, another quitting coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I think I, I think I texted you just like show question mark. I was just feeling like connecting again and having a chat. So, yeah. Uh, and that's a little bit of a little bit of a tribute for the old for the old listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we uh, yeah can add a little nostalgia for for all you all you <laughs> listeners when the show Ooh. sucked it still sucks <laughs> uh, but we have fun that's what counts and they hear that you know they hear that uh yeah because last time we had ed Be- ed begley jr on we've been we've been talking to a lot of cool people man and i talked to a lot of cool people before that when you quit on me and then <laughs> you know you 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 re you were rehired and then i you quit again and then i rehired you and <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just going back and forth there's a dispute over uh my retirement funding yeah you i know three percent or five percent so yeah well eh, we'll see <laughs> three and a half percent two and a half percent i don't know i don't know what uh what what we'll do there you uh you texted me something interesting the other day is uh, uh which everyone if you're familiar with our show before we did guests we talked about sports sometimes yeah you, t- you you texted me something like uh uh how do I get back into sports or, or how, how do I like sports again? You said something, something like that. And, uh, what, what's going on, man? You're, you're just not, not feeling it. I don't know. I can't get into it. I used to be a huge race fan and we would, we would go to games. I started getting into the lightning and that's the most obvious one because they're like almost, they're good pretty much every year. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real easy one to just throw it on and watch. And I know playoff hockey is amazing. And the game was on last night and i think even uh maybe two nights before that uh dan franco dm both of us telling us good luck and i just looked at him like well, i'm not i'm not gonna say anything i'm not even gonna watch the freaking game because i suck <laughs> yeah, I, don't yeah. Know. I don't know I, I grew up loving sports i just don't i don't know i don't feel it anymore and it's, it's hard to explain i don't know if it's like i mean i still watch the nfl that's the one thing i've never i haven't given up uh on but i don't know if it's the immediacy of every night where it's like eh, i just rather throw something else on than sit through a three hour game or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't, I don't really have. Yeah. A I mean, I'm like that too. Like I'll, I'll really follow the playoffs, you know, for like the Rays and, and, you know, any of my teams, you know, my Detroit teams and which they haven't been in playoffs in forever, but, uh, <laughs> but the Tampa teams too, you know, I'll follow the playoffs, but yeah, I think it's just part of getting growing up and, you know you got things to do so you're not going to watch every all 82 games of a season you know and yeah. you know sit there and be like all right every other night gotta gotta flip on the game especially when there's so much content out there so many tv shows i gotta catch up on you yeah. know <laughs> it's just it's just too much you know it's too much what do you you know what are you gonna do? You got to prepare for a podcast. You know, all of us adults have to prepare yeah, yeah. for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's nobody funny on to help entertain the audience, so we got to carry the show on our on our own again. I know. Yeah, where's uh, where's Earl Skakel when we need him? Right. <laughs> that show was great, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I loved him. He was great. I, I love all our guests. I mean, come on, and, and Dan, if you're listening, we still you love know, you. Dan. We still love you. I mean, <laughs> Dave, he didn't mean what he said. When he's not Kenny, a guest, he is. Yeah. He's he's higher than a guest. He's like yeah. in the in like the the, the the inner circle or something like that. You know, like the 
the sanctum. I don't know. Yeah, like you know, like the crown, uh, the 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 royal family in England will invite yeah. guests to the palace. But or, he, <laughs> he he's like a consultant to. Yeah, the, he's like on the board of directors. Yeah, to the to the crown. Us being the <laughs> the crown, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, by the uh, way, you probably hate this. But just back to sports for a second. I I have been watching a little bit of the Euro Euro Cup um soccer so is that is that is that lame or i mean uh, soccer is one thing i uh buddy at work justin what's up bu- what's up buddy um he uh he got he explained soccer to me in the leagues and how they worked you know like he's a manchester united fan and all that i know that i don't know if that's the league you're talking about i don't know but he he explained a lot of it to me and it, it was very intriguing i like the ted lasso show which comes out this august again oh, I, can't season wait for two. I know um it's it's definitely one that i i want to get more into i just Again, I'm still confused by everything. Uh, but so, what's going on right now? European? It's what? Basically, it's it's national teams, uh, but it's a national um, tournament for European teams, which is basically the best. Is this know. like? Is this the play-in kind of for like the World Cup? I don't uh, see. I'm not even into it. I, I don't know. If, I don't think these count for World Cup qualifying, but they help for ranking. So okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I, I think the, no, I think maybe the winner of this gets guaranteed something. It, but it definitely helps. But I don't think I'll just stop talking. But <laughs> no, <laughs> what? And are you like? Are you like the U.S. won the, uh, their? Uh, um regional champions. Okay. Yeah, I heard they're doing cuz I Mexico. that was like a huge disappointment when they didn't qualify for the World Cup in 8 2018, I think. Yeah. And it's looking like they're going to be they're going to be back back at it for the 2022 I'm not, I'm not a huge one. soccer fan. I I dipped my toes in it. I always like watching the men's national team, but it, the uh the level like th- this is what I'll say to you as a sports fan watching there was a I think it was France and Switzerland. The game went to like extra time and got decided on penalty kicks. You just watch it and like even if you don't really know exactly how yeah. <laughs> this tournament works or what it means for winning or losing or whatever, uh like as a sports fan you would appreciate the the high level of play on the field. I think that's what it would be. Now, I, I, granted I also didn't sit through the entire game. I watched basically <laughs> the last I don't know 45 minutes. So <laughs> Well, that's the most exciting part. I mean, especially yeah. <laughs> when like there's extra time. Like I was so intrigued by that cuz I was I was watching a little bit of the world cup in 2018 and you know the extra time was very interesting to me and it's like oh so they still have time to, to score a goal to, depending on how many how much the ref said you know would be in the clock so yeah it's it's interesting now will you be watching are you a summer olympics guy because that's coming up uh i don't i used to be a huge olympics guy and i, I don't know yeah i'll watch i'll watch i don't know i yeah. actually prefer winter olympics more than summer games because it's yeah it seems like it's a lot like the swimming doesn't really get me some like some of the interesting track things I'll, I'll watch, but like something like, um, I don't know, like a traditional sport, traditional sports don't really do it for me, you know? Yeah. Well, and, it, and also, you know, speaking of swimming, it, there, there's not like a Phelps anymore right, right. Now, or at this moment. It doesn't not to my knowledge anyway, anyways, that there's someone like that to keep your eye on. Um, but that's just me talking about out of my ass. There probably there might be someone to keep your eye on, but I have no I, idea. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, so you'll watch a little bit. I'll definitely watch. I'll, yeah. I'll catch it. Yeah. I, I usually try to check out like the opening ceremony, and you know, uh, I'll yeah. But yeah, I'm like you too. I'll I'll uh, I like the winter better. Like I was just watching like skiing one year. Just I was just like 
man, how do they, how do they do that? It's incredible. <laughs> like the, like that, I don't know if it's called the long jump or not, where they just like go off this ramp and yeah. just soar for like 10 minutes in the right. air and not die. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. I don't know. And people dedicate their life to that. They dedicate their life to be able to just jump high. Like when, when do you try that the first time, you know, I'm going to try jumping really far that that force you into it. And then you maybe accept the role in the world. (laughs) That is true. That is true. There is something to be said for that, right? Someone who's like someone who's a, uh, who's great at something, you know, some specific skill, you know, it could be anything in the world, but for that, you know, it's, it's maybe the long jump or something, Uh, you know, somebody else might be, good at you know brewing beer or hopefully good at doing a podcast <laughs> i am yet to meet anyone including myself that's good at a podcast um <laughs> but <laughs> or someone who's good at billiards or pool. i had a pool table growing up get out of town i did yeah i was pretty I, decent i had a smaller one it wasn't like the kid small one, but it was like not full regulation size. It was kept in our uh, screened in patio in Michigan. So like we had a heater in there for the winter uh-huh. time and stuff. But uh, so you, you had a pool. So you're, you you can hold your own on a pool table, would you say? I mean, I played when I was a kid. I don't actually I don't remember the last time I shot pool, but um, yeah, I was I was pretty decent. The, the only thing that was the, the table, I think it was like a, the table was given. We we got it for free or something. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I, I don't know the circumstances. I was I was young. I don't think it wasn't brand new. I'll put it that way. And so there was there was I think there was some leveling issues. <laughs> well, I didn't know there was like if you if you move a uh, kind of like a piano, but if you move a pool table, you have to actually have like a professional come and level it. Yeah, that didn't I, happen. <laughs> I I had no idea about this that's insane to me that it's like why you can't i mean nowadays i would assume you could maybe youtube it and kind of level it yourself it doesn't seem like it would be yeah you just get a couple of a pair of levels right and you yeah look at it one way and look at it the other way <laughs> one dog goes one way one dog goes the other way <laughs> it's you know it's that, it's, it's that simple did you would you remember your pool table did it have pockets or did it have the one that rolled all the way around to the had the one that rolled yeah Sometimes yeah we get stuck and you gotta open along we were close to our uh, neighbors across the street growing up, and they had a full a full uh, pool table. And uh, yeah, they had one of those. They had that. All the balls would go into one spot. I kind of prefer that, you know. Then you can just you you get all the all the balls at once. You know, you don't have to go around to the pockets and, and all that. You know, it's uh yeah. So um, I don't think I ever played straight pool. Uh, I definitely I know I played nine ball. Nine ball is kind of fun, uh, but like. The pool they were playing in the hustler, I think, was straight pool, right? Where you go by the numbers. I think yeah. Most everybody plays like I'm style, it's your stripes, <laughs> and then we'll meet we'll try to get the eight ball at the end. <laughs> right. And it, well, I mean, is that what they're doing in the hustler? I thought they were playing I thought they were playing what I think is straight pool where they're going. Yeah, so what's straight pool? Do you I know? I think it's where you're not solids and stripes, you like actually you just going, I'm not hundred percent yeah. sure, but I, I yeah. It seemed like, go- like they were they were it seemed like they were hitting any ball they wanted, but as long as they called their shot, actually, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, you call your shot instead. You're like, of, yeah, six yeah. ball, go in a pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smack it in like that. Right, and yourself up, and then you can call it all the way until you get to the eight ball. Maybe that was it. I think. Yeah, I, I will tell you this though: the nine ball is it's it's a lot of fun to play, but watching it 
not that I've watched billiards slash pool very often, um, but like it was on ESPN two a lot growing up. <laughs> um, and uh, along with bowling, yeah, along with bowling and uh, watching it is just like. It's just like, all right, so once someone goes, they're done. They're just going to hit all the balls in because they play pool every single day, all day of their life. So it's just like, okay, they Yeah, it's like all about the break, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's, yeah, basically about whoever goes after the break is going to win unless someone just totally screws up a shot. But it's just just boring, you know, to watch. But to play, it's fun. It goes, it goes fast, which they bring up in the color of money. You yeah. know, we're we're loosely basing this episode off of movies uh, <laughs> <laughs> of uh, color of money and the hustler, which are two related movies and kind of sequel slash. I mean, it's definitely a sequel. Um, this is the not, oddest sequel I think I've ever seen. Right? Yeah. No, it doesn't really. Other than the same actor and you know the same name, there's not. There's a big disconnect between both of the films. I mean, they take place well, at least like two, 25 years apart, 26 years, something like that. Yeah, 25 years, yep. And and they don't look anything like each other. Uh, and so I think by like by traditional measures of a sequel, like, you know, you have your, your initial movie that, that's good. And in fact, I just saw, um, well, it's not a sequel, it's a trilogy, but I just rewatched the Matrix trilogy. And uh, they, the original movie's great, but the second two just, just kind of falter. And you kind of want to carry on the same feel that the first movie did. This one actually doesn't, but yet it's still, I would call, a very successful sequel. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, it, you didn't, you know, need to see the hustler to to watch color of money no in fact (laughs) that's the way i watched it (laughs) i was looking at (laughs) it's so funny because i was looking at oh this is a some old scorsese movies that i haven't seen i'm like you know i've never seen the color of money i like paul newman because we did a we did a show on cool hand luke yeah i'm like oh tom cruise is in this tom cruise is almost never in a bad movie scorsese i'll throw it on so watched it and i told you like yeah did you see the hustler i'm like Oh shit, that's the, that's the original. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, you know, what you thought uh, cuz I I had never seen both until today either. So, you know, that's fine. But I I knew The Hustler and you know, I knew The Color of Money was a sequel to The Hustler. So when I asked you, have you seen The Hustler? I was wondering if you thought if you knew there were a sequel or if you I was just like bringing up another pool movie with Paul Newman like <laughs> as soon as you said did you see The Hustler? I'm like and I I just I knew and I everything Everything told me yes. Obviously, this I just watched the sequel without watching the first. One. <laughs> so I watched them out of order. And, and to be honest, I don't even think it was that, that bad of a way to do it. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. After watching these, yeah, I can't see how. I mean, obviously, if you watch Color of Money first, obviously he was an old you know pool hustler, and you know he's trying to help out this kid who's also doing the same. So yeah, it, the, you know, the movie kind of works even standalone, right? Because yeah, there's hints at his backstory, but it's not like you need to be. It's fine the, the fact that they don't tell you. I mean, you you were supposed to have seen the first movie to understand why he's retired and all that, but you really don't don't necessarily need it. No, yeah, definitely not. I mean, and yeah, I mean, because you could just go back and watch the hustler hustler like you did and be like, okay, this is a prequel to the color of money. <laughs> now, now I know this, prequel. but the the color of money definitely does not does not seem like a, a Scorsese picture. I'll tell you that much. It's uh, you know, it's it it's the most 80s 
uh, Scorsese's movie, and he made you know a few movies in the eighties, which you know eh, there were eh, nothing spectacular. Like he he had you know Raging Bull, obviously in nineteen eighty, and then um, you know uh, King of Comedy, which was in the eighties too, and then a couple others, and then and then this, um, and then Goodfellas, which was you know just him back at his at his great you know at his greatness. So it was like to have this come out, you know, you could tell it was, it was in that eighties with the soundtrack and, and yeah. you it's know, not just as the good a soundtrack as you would have wanted, I think from a Scorsese movie, right? Yeah. Uh, there was no, there was no rolling stones, right? No, rolling stones. <laughs> no, give me shelter. Like what's that all about? You know, it does something interesting or similar to, cause I think you asked, you had texted me about this. Like, can you tell it's a Scorsese movie? And I said, no, not really. <laughs> Not not until maybe they get to playing like in the tournaments when you could see like the camera work and stuff like that. And right. because you mentioned Raging Bull, it's sort of similar to Raging Bull in the sense where the beginning is kind of like a drama. You know, there's nothing. I wouldn't say like the the, the early parts of Raging Bull. There's anything clear that that's Scorsese really, other than the fact that you te- you know that he's in he he's in very much in tune with the material and the and all the actors are in tune with what's going on and that's sort of like the magic that's going on there with raging bull before you get to all the craziness and the camera techniques and the sound techniques that go on uh in the ring and all that and of course the story we've done an episode on this but point is i would say in color of money you could have told me any director directed yeah. at least the first half hour 45 minutes and i would have believed it yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just one of those kind of generic '80s movies at at at, at first, you know. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like I said with the 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 score. I think there was like a like slow Phil Collins music playing like at some point, <laughs> like at the very beginning. It was just like, what? What? <laughs> this is so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it definitely did not feel like a, a Scorsese movie at first. But then, yeah, it kind of kind of gets there. Um, you can at least see the the technique. Like you could recognize what he was doing, you know, and almost like what he started doing in the back half of A Color of Money is sort of like what he did for the entire movie of Goodfellas, if that kind of makes sense. More yeah. with the editing, more with working the camera in different ways and stuff like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, obviously he's working with the the great Paul Newman, which, you know, I'm, I'm so glad I've been delving more into his movies. The first movie besides Cars because <laughs> he voices a car in cars and my kid uh watches it all the time um but, oh but the first paul newman i saw uh paul New- newman movie i saw was the verdict which is like an 80 something movie 83 maybe um and it's great yeah it's uh he's you know just kind of an old lawyer he's an alcoholic and you know he's down down and out lawyer and kind of tries to redeem himself with this one case. Um, but you know, he's, he's got, I think he, he doesn't have the mustache, but he's got the, you know, gray hair and everything, but, uh, you know, it was, it was great. And then that, that, that made me want to, you know, check out more. And then I think that was around the time when I said, you know, let's do a cool hand Luke episode. Um, and then I saw cool hand Luke and then I saw the sting, which, uh, is with Robert Redford, uh, did an episode, uh, with that, with Andy Buckley slash David Wallace from the office, uh, just posted that on Twitter, uh, cause we didn't have an episode this week. So, 
just posted it as a throwback episode <laughs> and uh uh paul and then now these two movies and uh yeah paul newman man he's he's just first of all he's gorgeous you know those those baby blues. Just... I, think, I think I was tell, telling my wife, and I maybe told you that like because I think my 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 would have want to look like I think used to be Harrison Ford, and now if I could choose to look like anybody, it would be Paul Newman. Yeah, yeah. I remember you even uh, you you texted me during I think when you were watching The Hustler, saying like it felt like a Brando you know style kind of, but I think yeah he 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 was. <sighs> I, I, him and Brando, I believe, were about the same age, but I think, you know, uh, I, they, they were both about, they came up at, around the same time, but I, you know, I feel like Brando, Paul Newman doesn't get as much credit acting wise, I don't think, as Brando, and I think, I think he should. Yeah, I think the, the sort of like easiness and the way, yeah. similar and similar to Brando, and actually something I noticed when I. Uh, when I watched uh, Rebel Without a Cause, which I really didn't like, but I liked James Dean acting. When I, and I noticed something, he was just how an actor moves within the space, especially when the camera really isn't doing anything. Right. When it's just, you know, like just static and just sitting there. And it's really kind of all up to the actor to just, you know, interact with his environment. And that's that sort of easiness. And when we talked about when we did um, uh, On the Waterfront with, with, with Wayne. That just that ease in front of right. the being so comfortable and natural. Uh, it's you're just really impressed by it. It's 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 amazing as a, as a younger man seeing him do that work. And it, like I said, it reminded me of Brandon. Then sort of as an older man, he's he's a little bit different, but it's it's still just effective as effective. He's like, you know, he he matured into something else, and it was still great. Yeah. Yeah. It's so effortless. You know, it's just, it's just, you, you just believe everything he's doing in it. And it's not your typical, you know, 50s, 60s movie where it's, you know, more theatrical, you know, kind of like, uh, I guess Jimmy Stewart was kind he was he was borderline he was kind of the start I think of being more natural. Um, you know, uh, but, uh, but more so you saw more of the theater in actors back then, whereas, right. you know, Brando and Newman came along and they brought more just a natural feel to it. Um, also, who should get credit too, though, speaking of the hustler, George C. Scott. Oh, he's great. <laughs> I love this guy, man. He's so great for, you know, obviously, you know, the greatness in uh, Dr. Strange love, um, obviously Patton, but yeah, him and him and this, it was, it was a different side of him. And actually, um, he's, he's two, he was two years younger than Paul Newman. Believe he doesn't it or not. Look it. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> it, it, I believe he, he died sooner than Newman too. So it make it makes sense. He probably, you know, did more alcohol and cigarettes so <laughs> yeah he was really good and then i don't really know jackie gleason but i, I recognized him and i right. was i was kind of impressed with this performance too because I, I don't know how much because again i don't know too much about him i just know him as a as a comedian on tv basically for what he did but um i thought in a serious role he was really good here too yeah to the moon alice that's basically <laughs> all i know him for um uh the honeymooners was that the show i think it was yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know i, I, don't, I don't know seen an episode Right, me neither, <laughs> and I don't know much about him or anything. But yeah, I, uh, again, I was not expecting you know more of a toned down 
you know, as little as I know about him, I wasn't expecting a toned down performance from him. I thought, it, you know, he would be more lively, but he's just a serious guy who just wants to play pool and will take you down, take you down with him. Yeah. Um, but uh, go ahead. How about, how about this? Because I know this this came up during um, uh, on the waterfront. How surprised, how continually surprised are you? by the themes and messages and plots in movies this old, how deadly serious and not, you know, seemingly toned down for made softer for an audience. This is a heavy movie stuff that goes down in this film. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that I'm so surprised. (laughs) Yeah. By now (laughs) we should not be surprised anymore. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And and yeah, cause it just seems like, you know, 60s, you know, simpler times, simpler mm-hmm. times, you know, and everyone got along because there was no wars or anything. <laughs> oh, wait, there was a World War One. There was a World War Two. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. It's like, you know, like I said, I'm surprised. I'm so surprised, you know? Yeah, because this this totally touched on uh, deep themes. I mean, you have a woman killing herself. Um, and she's over- a total drunk before yeah. that. When they meet, her life is a mess. I mean, both of their lives are are a mess uh he's yeah. living out on a bus stop and she just kind of hangs out there and and they go back to her place they have this really weird um i don't know if it's codependent is the right word because i'm not i don't know if that's exactly right but their whatever their relationship was it was it was really raw like bad for both of them but they stuck with it they just like sat around the apartment and drank. right <laughs> yeah just sit around the apartment, drink. He's like, "All right, I'm going to play pool now. All right, I'll be back." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. Again, for a 1961 film, you don't you don't think that, but it's like you know. I mean, people are people, and technology has changed since the 60s. Sure, but uh, innocence, you know, that's and the loss of innocence and the loss of morality. I mean that. That's always been a thing, you know. That's been a thing since the dawn of time, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I tend to agree with that. I think, I think, I don't think people really change all that much over time. Yeah. I think, I think there's, I do believe that. I think there's always been a certain percentage of assholes, and maybe yeah. they, you know, back in the day, they were able to get away with more stuff or whatever. I think there was always a certain percentage of nice people. I don't think everyone was, you know, if you went back a hundred years or somewhere, that everyone was this monster or something. I think people are. Some people are decent and some people are assholes. And, and some right. People, you know, it's, I think that's just the way we are. And I think it's th- the way we've always been. And I think we've been exposed to this stuff more and more in this day and age. Whereas back then it feels, feels like they tried to hide the reality from people. <laughs> whereas this is, you know, nowadays it's just like, okay, we're, we're being basically desensitized to everything. And it's just like, yeah, of course that happened. Now, right, like you so. Know? If you wanted to watch something about a woman who's an alcoholic <laughs> and kills herself, you could probably find like twenty five uh, <laughs> right. movies on Netflix right now. Right, exactly. Maybe back in you know nineteen sixty one or whatever this was, uh, you maybe this maybe you got like you know one story or something, and it didn't it didn't like it wasn't necessarily shocking because it was a real thing because you know people have always had these issues but yeah I, I think i think you're right on that that it's there's a difference between it yeah maybe they downplay a little bit maybe yes this this is real but we don't want to focus on it whereas now um it's yeah it's just out there more i don't know yeah it's, it's a good thing or a it, bad thing 
but yeah i know it's it's just so interesting but yeah it, it's just so weird that yeah you you see these movies and you're like oh there was corruption i remember i was talking to <laughs> i'm, I'm going to be name dropping all episode but i was talking with steven tobolowski on uh, mr smith goes to washington i think that uh-huh. came out in 1939 maybe or in, in the 40s but i was like like to see corrupt politicians in a movie <laughs> from that era i was like Wait, there were corrupt po- politicians back then, and then I'm thinking, like, of course there are. Like, <laughs> corruption. Yeah, no, it's like corruption has been around. Like, have you, have you ever heard of the Dark Ages? Like, come on, Ben, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, like we we simultaneously believe that there was like this more wholesome past, but also at the same time, underneath the surface, everyone was like some kind of an asshole and it, right. it, it doesn't really jive that way right of, of course ben there was corruption in politics <laughs> since the very since the very first time someone uh, uh maybe kept the tally of a vote and maybe right. you know, threw one this way and threw one that way <laughs> or somebody took a bribe to do something i mean you know back to greece or wherever the hell right <laughs> just like but yeah you're right though you, you have this sense yeah, there's just something about it. I know, and I I, I feel the same way. I mean, if, maybe eventually we'll get over it, but <laughs> someday I, I, think, I, I think that's a common feeling. Yeah, someday. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what it is, but hey, you know, it's my feelings, and that's uh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's just how I feel. Yeah, it's just I'm how I feel. <laughs> so, uh, just uh, speaking of a specific scene, though, of George C. Scott, I loved when they were playing. He's uh, Paul Newman's first playing pool with Jackie Gleason and George C. Scott is there and he's like, Can do you mind moving your moving? You're like you're in my eyesight. And then George C. Scott's like, Yeah, sure. And I was like, Oh, oh, interesting. This is gonna be a, a movie of George C. Scott. He's kind of a pushover and he like moves but then he moves the chair like two inches and then sits back down. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that was great. Uh, that was brilliant. <laughs> uh, and you know, interesting too, you were you were saying earlier about how pool is kind of boring on TV and it is, I mean, just watching anybody play pool is boring, but where it goes and which is really what this is all about is it's a lot more interesting when there's money on the line. Yes. And that is what, uh, what fast Eddie is driven by, especially in the color of money. You, you see that, you know, in the sequel, you see that he's definitely driven by the money, um, in the hustler. Yeah. I, I think so, but also, you know, at the end, he's obviously, it's all about, it seems more about the girl, you know, um, but I mean, what what would you say, like, the main themes in this, in The Hustler are? Greed, obviously, I mean, that's a big one. Um, Greed. Gam- yeah. I think, well, maybe it all, okay, so there's greed, there's drinking, but both, both of those are really one theme, which is... And I don't know what the best wording is, but it's basically knowing when enough is enough. Oh, yes. And that applies like to all aspects of certainly his life, certainly her life, not knowing when enough is enough and to just like be content. Maybe that is greed. Maybe that's greed in its own way, not just greed for money, but greed for it's not even about the money at this point, because I think, you know, we're we're normally pretty good about the plot. Or we're not really doing a good job. Tonight. <laughs> but like the basically the, the big thing that happens, which is um, Fast Eddie is beating what's um, Jackie Gleason character. What's his name? Fats. Fat, yeah. Fat, uh, Minnesota Fats or Minnesota something. Fats, yeah. yeah. They're, they're playing like, I don't know how long, all night, basically, like maybe 10 hours, 12 hours. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, uh, 
Paul Newman is destroying fats. And then, you know, he, he was up like thousand. He, he said, what do you say? He was, I'm going to make 10,000 tonight. And then he was up over that. Right. Yeah. I think it was up to like 18,000 or something. Yeah. And all he had to do was just walk away, and yep. be done. but he could not because he was waiting for fats. I think to give up, he was right. waiting for that mercy play, not the money. It wasn't even about the money at that point. It was just like humiliation and to get someone. Yep. And of course he starts drinking and just loses his, his streak and it ends up yeah. losing all of his money for the end of the night. The, uh, it, yeah, it's, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's about, uh, you know, enough is enough, but you know, you know, you're, you're up that much. It's like, uh, yeah, obviously he's going to humiliate him, but he's like, it's about pride at that moment yeah, too. Pride. You know, it's, uh, it's like, I need him to say it. You know, right. if I walk away now, it's like, you know, big deal. Like, yeah, I, I, I know I'm better than him, but I want him to submit. You know, that's <laughs> that's what it's about. Yeah. I want him to submit. And it's just like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's a problem. Like, it's, uh, yeah, like, are you, it's almost like you're waiting for the bartender to say, no, that's the last drink you've had yeah. enough. Like, <laughs> no, exactly. It's so self-destructive and it's right. like, you're, you're always, you're chasing after something that you'll never get. Yeah. You know, to maybe like to fill some hole inside of you, it's, it becomes, you're just, you have like an emptiness in your soul that you can't like <laughs> fill. And it, and we see this even in the sequel, I think it's, he gets drawn kind of back into it because he gets hustled himself later on in the movie. Yeah. And that eats at him, man. That just, yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's what basically breaks him away from Tom Cruise at that point, Vincent in the movie, you know, just because he can't yeah. accept reality, right? He was just getting beat. And, but Eddie's, Eddie doesn't get beat. So I'm just going to go again. All right. Yeah. Yep. $200 a game. Go again. I lost. Go again. Like, <laughs> and it's just not your day. You got to walk he, away. He got hustled by Forrest Whitaker. Forrest oh, Whitaker's did. in this. <laughs> that was and a great but, scene, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because Forrest Whitaker, I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think it is confirmed that he did hustle him, but he almost seems like he's like a good guy still. Like he said, you know, I'll let you keep your money. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want any hard feelings. Like he's like almost like a good hustler. Like he's a good good guy hustler. Like I think it was I, like expert manipulation. Yeah, but but he wouldn't take the money out of his own pride, just like we were talking about a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, that's in that scene in Color of Money, it was him saying. All right, basically, I quit, but just know that I did hustle you and beat you. Whereas, you know, against Jackie Gleason, he's like, no, no, he's got to say it. He's got to say a loss. So, like, in essence, he kind of screws himself over both times, you know, one the first time for just totally beating the guy and, you know, not not quitting uh, and knowing when to call it quits. And then the second time totally getting hustled and the guy he calls the guy out on it and the guy's like all right all right you caught me keep the money but nope <laughs> i'm gonna let this destroy me until i die <laughs> yeah um, and it, yeah exactly and it, it breaks him up and it's interesting too about like the learning about the subculture here which is this pool playing subculture and how you make, how you really make money. I mean, that, that gets explained, I think more during the color of money. Cause now Paul Newman's older and he kind of understands the way it works. And, but it's about, 
you know, you can be the best Tom Cruise. You can beat everybody, but you can't really, you got to be careful when you lose, when you win, how right. you act when you're winning. And Tom Cruise, he does not, um, <laughs> he, he's very flashy, let's say, right? With the yeah. Samurai sword with the Q stick. Oh yeah. He is totally, totally, uh, cocky, flashy, <laughs> but I, I I noticed one thing though. It seems like Eddie is more driven by the money, whereas Vince is more driven by actually winning. Like he just wants to win just because he can't take being humiliated. Like he can't take throwing a game because it might benefit him later. Yeah. Um, I think in his mind, he's like, okay, I'm the best. So I should just get paid for being the best, which is how maybe normally work in other things, (laughs) you know? And then, sorry, real quick, I don't want to forget this because I just saw an IMDb, Jake LaMotta played a bartender in The Hustler. Oh, really? I am going to have to look for that scene now because that that, we were just talking about Raging Bull, obviously, and Scorsese. And so, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to uh, look that up. But uh, (laughs) that's so crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, Vince, yeah, he's totally, yeah, uh, yeah, like you were saying, I'm the best. Why, you know? why should I have to throw a game? Cause I'm the best. Like, yeah. And then, you know, they're like saying like, well, that's going to give you uh better. Scare not, everybody off. Yeah. And, and well, and also, you know, when we're talking about going to Atlantic city, the odds will be better to bet for you because, or I forget, I don't know what the term should be for betting. The, the, you're going to be the underdog in the betting circle, which would in turn mean more money for us if you win. So, and so, Right. Vince you, isn't if, seeing the long, you know, the the bigger picture. Exactly. Yeah. If, if before the tournament you're blowing everybody away, then yeah, your odds are your odds to win are higher. So you'll yeah, you get less in return. Yeah, makes hundred yeah. percent sense. And it's also interesting. Everyone is trying to hustle each other, but there's like this code of not hustling. So it's like you have to be like very subtle with the hustle. <laughs> right. Of, yeah. You know. And then when someone calls you out, that, that like them's fighting words. You know. Yeah. Those totally. <laughs> well, and that's that's one thing I wanted to bring up about the hustler. There's how much hustling is there really? I mean, at the beginning, it's him and his partner or whatever kind of hustling guys with that trick shot um, in the bars, you know, and they go through. But other than that, there's I was expecting more hustling. Not a ton, yeah. other than that scene where Eddie gets his thumbs broken, which I guess... Oh, yeah, yeah. Later found yeah. out, I guess that's where I'm going to break your thumbs, which I guess would have been... I'm assuming it came from this, come from this movie? I don't know. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. I also had a question about that, because well, Eddie's stupid. He walks in there in, front of, in a room full of, like, eight guys and then hustles the guy. Just totally, I mean, <laughs> unapologetically <Yeah. laughs> hustles this guy. <laughs> uh, and then they break his thumbs. They're not going to pay up. Uh, right. But... They brought him into the bathroom, and I don't know if you noticed this. I just they was this a rape? I Dude, I was I was gonna say the exact same thing when when like he made silhouette. that yeah when he made that scream, which yeah. in turn it seemed like okay they broke his thumbs, but at that moment I was thinking he was being sodomized, like <laughs> like that's what that's what I thought too. Okay. Like it slash it yeah, being me. raped. Yeah, that that was weird. I was like. I'm pretty sure they're raping him right now, especially <laughs> that scream he gave out. I was just like, what? Well, okay, 1961. Here I go, thinking 1961's innocent again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that just left to scare us? Because we don't I think that actually happened, right? I think they just broke the thumb. Brought, yeah, brought I, it yeah. His back. 
Yeah, that's what I, yeah, but, but I think we're, our corrupt minds nowadays think, you know, think the worst. What do you mean? But yeah, no, I. Okay, I'm not going to say anymore. No, say it, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally thought he was being butt raped. Yes, 100%. So. <laughs> Anytime you there's say? a silhouette in the bathroom and a man gets behind another man, you just assume that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially with that scream. That's the same scream I'm sure I would give, you know? <laughs> they need to be edited now. <laughs> oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I was, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring up the same things. <laughs> so glad I brought it up. Yeah, so glad. So glad. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is the first time we've done two movies and just, this is the most free form. We talk, we pride ourselves on free form sometimes, but this is the. <laughs> ah, you know we're talking about you know two two of the the classics uh of paul newman it's got scorsese you know it's uh you know it's... maybe maybe in a way because i i know uh I've, I've seen a couple of the recent reviews on apple by the way uh please guys we'd love it um we'd love for you guys to just take two seconds to give us a review it means a lot to us actually it not only does it mean a lot for the show and for ben but it means a lot to me personally to be quite honest because i'm I'm that pathetic sometimes when, I, when i'm a little down uh i might read the reviews i'm like you know what that's great that kind of like lifts me up just a little bit so if nothing else then uh to prevent me from being sad <laughs> dave dave needs the boost guys come on let's boost him up give us those reviews please we need them apple spotify wherever you give reviews Apple, if, even if you listen to Spotify, go ahead and go to Apple real quick and just give us a review. It's a free account to yeah. sign up for. Just give us a review. Like, I don't even, call. you know, I would love five stars, but but if you if you've listened this far and you hate us, I would like to know why. Yeah, yeah. If you've listened this far, please. <laughs> I don't care what the review is. Tell no. us. Be honest. I just want the attention. I don't care if it's positive or negative. <laughs> that that is where Dave's at right now, and <laughs> that's the place he's in right now. <laughs> um, I one thing, um, Tom Cruise. I, I I love him as an action star, which is what he's become and what he is now, and still is, and always will be at this point. But I I would love to see him do a drama again, you know. I and show more acting, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think he's great. He's a great actor, you know, he, um, I mean, really, I mean, what, what was the last real like acting? I mean, collateral maybe with, you know, Michael Mann's collateral. I mean, that was still action, but that was, you know, more drama acting. He was a bad guy, which was cool. Um, but I, I, I that was still action. I would kind of say, yeah, I guess, but you know, it was him as a bad guy, which, right, right. you know, was, I don't know. It was just different for him. So is he oh, kind of a bad guy in this? Uh, I mean, I don't know. No, he kind I, of turns I, into everything Paul Newman didn't want to be right. Like, right. You're sort of, or like a protege gone too far kind of a thing. Well, the thing is, I, how, well, let's ask, let me ask you this. How did you feel when he said, um, I dumped it. I, I, you know, he come, you know, him and uh, Vinny play each other in that tournament. Eddie and Vinny play each other in that tournament, and you think, oh wow, Eddie, uh, Eddie won, fast Eddie won, and then uh, Vincent shows up at his hotel, gives him the money, said, I bet against <laughs> myself, and I blew the game. Here's your money. Like he's all boasting about it. I was a little you... bit shocked. I was yeah. a little bit pissed because we're now, I think clearly we're invested in in fat in eddie 
in this movie and we kind of we know what that means for eddie to hear that that you know right. that, that that tom cruise did that um and i think yeah he's gone too far too in his character he's i mean maybe it works i don't i guess you know if you can just be like a psychopath and 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 be able to function otherwise and be able to make your money and be fine, then I guess, okay. This seems to destroy people. So we haven't, I guess, you know, maybe in another movie, like the Tom Cruise character is destroyed by something. Right. What you- well, I mean, yeah, I mean, cause I mean, Eddie, obviously, you know, first of all, that the whole thing with Forrest Whitaker happened where he got hustled and then now he's got to go through life without really knowing if he would have beat, you know, Vincent, yeah. you know? So it's like, it, you you can understand how that would just haunt him so that's why he you know uh uh challenges to the game in the green room and we don't know still if you know who beat who which i like i like that it was kind of open ended like that because he kept saying like well if you don't do this now i'm going to get you in dallas or you know i'm going to get you in new orleans you know and i'm going to keep coming after you because this is who I am. And then it ends with him saying, I'm back, <laughs> which, you know, I'm sure if you were a fan of a hustler, the hustler back then, and, you know, seeing that, I mean, even for me, I mean, seeing this for the first time, I was like, all right, that's, that's kind of a fist pump moment. But, you know, him saying he's back and, you know, it kind of just cuts to black there, freeze frames there. Um, but yeah, it was good redemption for the character because the hustler ends with a rematch for fats which eddie beats him but then um the george c scott character demands his his share of the money which is becomes a whole thing he doesn't want to pay him because like uh, well maybe we can go back to this but they went through a yeah. whole thing where they went to the kentucky derby uh and eddie got I maybe mean, we just hit it now eddie got has- hustled remember that with the rich guy who they, they thought they were going to play pool but in fact they were playing billiards which yeah I've never so played before. Do, do you know the rules or anything to that? Is, so you only play with three balls and you just have to hit the bumpers? Yeah, or stay closest to the bumper or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really get the rules. But Eddie's yeah. Eddie's pride and arrogance was not nah, I can I can do this. Right. Yeah. And he did, you know. He's, For a he's you know. And then he, oh then eventually he yeah, then eventually he won it all. The <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Which the the actor who plays the the guy who he played was uh, the mayor from Jaws. Also, Mr. Oh, Rob- yeah. yeah, Mr. Robinson from The Graduate. Um, so fun, fun fact. Yeah, so this is important. So they, George C. Scott, uh, <laughs> <laughs> George C. Scott. I forget the the, the name of the, the female character. Her name. I, I just oh, uh, uh, Sarah Packard. Obviously, yeah, so- Piper Laurie is the actress. Duh. So the love interest, <laughs> Paul Newman and George C. Scott, go to the Kentucky Derby to go to to hustle and make some cash. They end up in this guy's house. It's, he's trying to hustle him by playing. Oh, we change the rules. We don't play pool. We play well. Not change the rules. Just wrong information. I don't know if George C. Scott was in on this or what. I don't know. But so uh, Eddie's losing a bunch of money. He sticks with it. Wins back a whole shitload of money. But while all the while this is going on, uh, the love interest is kind of spiraling out. Right. She's drinking like crazy. And then George yep. C. Scott, he comes on to her, right? Yeah, he like whispers something to her that we don't hear yeah. at that party. But that's when Paul Paul Newman's like out talking to another girl too. So it's like yeah. But yeah, he, he and then uh, yeah, she throws the drink in his face. Now was there a parallel there to later on in in The Color of Money where um Tom Cruise's girlfriend is kind of like walking around naked in the 
in the hotel room and uh paul newman goes in there and she's like i'm gonna take a shower or something like that and he he like charges at her in the room i didn't know what was gonna happen here he's like what do you think i'm just gonna bang you right here we're gonna take out your clothes and it was it was this weird like i had a feeling that this happened in my life previously where a woman would be taken advantage of and i'm not gonna be that person and you just straighten up did you catch that or am i i i, I didn't but now that you bring it up it makes sense yeah i mean it's it's him kind of being like business has got to stay business, you know, romance can't be in it. You know, you, you got to stay professional. Yeah. That's now that you say that that's kind of what I take from it is just him. Like, you know, yes, this, this has happened in the past where I had a, what I thought was a business partner and he, you know, took advantage of my lady. Like I, I don't want that to happen to Tom Cruise where I'm taking advantage of her or she's taking advantage of me, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I definitely think it's a parallel. Now, this wasn't like an assault, right? She just felt bad about what they did. Right. Who, uh, for, um, wait, hold which, on. Which have, movie on. color of money or the hustler? <laughs> hold on. Let's, let, this might be an edit spot. They, they had sex, right? I, I don't edit. Yeah. No. Yeah. George, she's gotten her. Yes, they, they did. They did. You got it. Because that just makes us look stupid. <laughs> no, we, we've said the whole time, uh, Jackie Gleason, I don't know much about him, but uh, uh, he, he's a funny guy, I hear. <laughs> I'm not, you got it. I mean, you got it. Well, we'll see. We'll can see what happens. Can you give me one at it here? Uh, I, yeah, I just don't well, remember if it, I knew they had sex, but I didn't know. But like, Well, yeah, it's it's implied, you know, because so don't see it. Right, because that's when uh, Paul Newman, after he beat the guy in the mansion when they're playing billiards, which billiards, I think, got lost. The translation got lost of that because I think all the pool places around us are called billiards or yeah it's, 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 some, it's, there's apparently a difference between pool pocket pool <laughs> right billiards. it's yeah but so yeah that he beats the guy uh, at billiards and then george c Riley like says something to her <laughs> jordan that's true i was thinking of uh uh, John, John C. C. Riley. <laughs> I, I wonder how many times I've said that in this episode. <laughs> George C. Scott. <laughs> I'm keeping that in too. So oh, George on, C. You gotta, you gotta you gotta keep my you gotta keep our credibility high. Oh right, yeah, because they don't want real. Uh, George C. Scott says something to her at the hotel room, but then yes, yeah, it's it that they do it. That you won't go back. <laughs> it, it truly is. God, so, we're like. We're like an hour in, and I'm thinking like, ah, oh, sweet, we've got no spots to edit yet. And now you, you're 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 here telling me I gotta edit. And no, bro, <laughs> we've gone this far. We we gotta keep it real, man. We gotta keep real. it real. But yeah, they they do it. Uh, they do the deed, and she writes on the mirror with her lipstick, like twisted, perverted, crippled, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, now, who, and then, is she yeah. referring? She's referring to herself, right? I think she, she, yeah, all of them. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, probably herself. I mean, she ends up killing herself, so I think she's self-deprecating in some way. Um, you can see, like the way this way of life is destructive, right? And clearly, right. destroys her. Exactly. Now, why? She slept with him. I don't. I don't know. Like, was it like a a deal? I I don't know. But uh, yeah, did she but, feel like she had to, or, or was it just a moment of yeah self control? 
self-destructiveness. I don't know. Well, what's interesting too, another parallel, the the night he uh comes back or in color of money when Paul Newman comes and she said Eddie left again. You know, he came back, got his billiard sick and left again. That was when she was laying around in her underwear. And that's when he like grabbed her like, we can't do that. You know, you right, close right. the door. Yeah. And then the similar thing is Paul Newman's gone when George C. Riley and her are at the hotel. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a, a parallel scene He's for sure. A- but but Paul Newman's being like, no, this is we don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think there was that one scene where he walked in, and I think she was just like standing there naked in the bathroom out of the shop. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, like I, I don't know, you know, what are you? Yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, first of all, I I did knock, and you said come in. So <laughs> I was like, hey, I'll uh, I'll take a peek. You know what yeah. you're doing in the bathroom there, but this is highly inappropriate. You could, or you could be a Michael Scott and say, come in. And then she comes in and, oh, what are you doing? And then he comes back and knocks and said, come in. Man, enter the room, please. <laughs> yes, or come in. <laughs> so it was one of those. Very you know? well for him. The, uh, there was an Iggy Pop uh, um, cameo in this. Iggy Pop was one of the guys Eddie played for like two seconds. Uh, also, Scorsese, you can see him break uh, break a nine ball uh, setup. Um, in totally, one, totally one, went over my head. Yeah. It, no, it was one quick scene. I actually had to rewind it because I was like, wait, I think I recognize that face. Um, so a couple cameos there for you in the color of money, folks. Um, and I think but, catching up from the digression, we, we, so they work, Eddie works his way back for the rematch with Fats, but he obviously he's on the outs with George C. Scott because he banged his girlfriend and then she killed herself. Right. So they're yeah. about in the best terms. And right. I, you would assume that whatever deal they had about collecting a percentage would be null and void after the these series of events. No. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You would think so. But yeah, he beats Jackie. Jackie basically says he, I forget who says they're done first. I think, um, I think because he, he gets fats to say he quits. I think he, I think he just destroys them. Cause yeah. He's so like, I don't know. It's such focus in like yeah, because he he said three thousand a game because he had three thousand to his name because yeah, that's that what George, George C. Scott, aka John C. Riley, um, <laughs> George C. Riley, uh, he, he, like oh, I don't know, man. Uh, you, you know, you, you you don't say that. You know, uh, that's my George George C., or John C. Riley impression, um, but. Uh, I don't know where I'm going now. <laughs> and I'm still not editing. Um, David, he beats Jackie Gleason. And then, yeah, Destroys, uh, and George, then, George yeah. C. Scott's like, all right, then it's uh, 90% or 60% or whatever he says. Right, we had and then a deal. Eddie's like, what? are you kidding me? <laughs> like, Why are you even here? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what? What is this? Um, and But because, uh, yeah, was- I mean. Eddie, you know, I'm going back 25 years back. We're going back and forth 25 years because Eddie essentially becomes George C. Scott's character in The Color of Money because apparently there are people who will front you money, but they 
keep a cut of what you win like a manager um, right right yeah because uh, jackie gleason at the beginning kind of calls him in you know once once the stakes are getting higher he's like oh, i'm gonna need gonna need some money here <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah and then it's it's another parallel scene where you know eddie's like all right well your guys are gonna have to kill me because if not uh if they don't kill me, I'm coming back and I'm killing you. And that's kind of what he says to Vincent in color of money is like, you know, all right, if you don't play me now, I'm going to, I'm going to come after you in Dallas. I'm going to come after you in new Orleans, you know? And, you know, and then finally Vincent's like, all right. And then boom, I'm you believe back. him, Right. Like, yeah, it, it's so con- convincing. You know, he's so into the character that you, you buy, because it's, it's interesting. Like uh, Paul Newman, what he does, because, this movie gets so serious, but then sometimes it's very light. You know, sometimes it's kind of playful with it. And then it gets dark. And I'm, with, I'm not editing that burp. The burp <laughs> it gets dark. Burp. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. The point was, uh, it's, it's such a, such a convincing yeah. job that he does where you, you know, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit to take a page from cool hand Luke. I guess you just keep kicking the shit out of him and he's never, he's going to keep kidding. Yeah. But you definitely. believe it. You believe he'll get up forever. Right. Or he will not stop coming after you. Yeah. It's very much like cool hand Luke. Like it's a, I don't know. It's just like a Paul Newman thing is just, he will, he, it's you knock me down. I'll get back up. I think that was a line in one of these two movies though uh he said yeah something about like getting knocked down and i'll just get right back up or something like that um twitter let me know which is the case i gotta ask you were you at all worried um on uh in the color of money that we don't really well we know the circumstances in um the hustler why he retired was basically over that match which to say you never show your face in a pool hall again or whatever but right yeah and he takes it seriously i mean what was the how real was the threat and then when he finally comes back in the color of money was there any i think by that point everyone had probably died right i I mean i don't know i mean was there was there some concern i was kind of wondering if there was going to be some kind of that element there once he uh put his uh once he screwed his cue together and uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> screwed, screwed his key together um yeah i mean i i bet you it would, might, might have been written a little differently if some of the actors survived maybe um like if george c scott was still alive you know when this movie came out actually he was still alive when this movie came out but um i don't know it didn't have I, to be like grabbing all the, it didn't have to i'm i'm fine with the way it went but i was just right if, you know how, how severe was that retirement i'm sure it was severe for a little a few years you know just being around there but i'm sure it was just around that area because do we know what area they were in in the hustler i know they said he was from oakland california eddie was and i assume jackie gleason was from minnesota minnesota fats but i don't think they ever actually said where they were i think maybe pittsburgh at some point or i have no idea I don't know. We don't know who Jackie Gleason is. We don't know. Uh, you know, <laughs> no we don't know shit. Um, One but... thing I do want to say that this is like totally nothing to do with plot at all because we we finally did some plot, Ben. Uh, we d- yeah, we did it. But I really like the opening of the Color of Money. And again, I didn't know the character because because I watched these out of order. And when he's kind of <laughs> hanging out there in the bar selling his liquor to what what is the bartender, then is sort of his girlfriend. Yeah, kind of thing. And it's Weird just relationship. This, casual conversation john turturro makes an appearance in the beginning yeah 
Well, they play each other in the tournament at the yeah. end too. Yeah, they play yep. each other. Yeah, they play each other later. Uh, I really that I'd say was maybe just a good Scorsese moment, the capturing this kind of conversation and yeah. letting the actors do their work. It's just great. It's not really even a, about anything. You're just getting a sense of the man and the character. You know, he's just trying to peddle liquor, basically. Yeah, to, to this girl, and he's like trying to. He's just charming her for her to buy his liquor, which is, I guess, he. He's got some, what was it, bourbon that's pretty good, and then you put it in the in an expensive bottle, and no one knows the difference, basically, right? what his sales pitch was. But he's yeah, not really he, about it. You know? Yeah, he's like, it's less than wholesale, and you know, but he's like so charming, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll go for it. It's another hustle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and then that's when he notices Tom Cruise doing his thing at the pool table. He's just like, man, that, that guy's got to break like a rocket or something, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, man. Um, the sound and, effect uh, on that is good. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it's it's great, Scorsese. And it's typical 80s, the, the montage of Tom Cruise doing great at the pool hall. Uh, <laughs> the wow. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. like it's a typical 80 i forget what song it is but it's wow <laughs> with the tom cruise is like it's kind of like a crew cut type yeah. thing like he's got weird yeah. hair yeah it's super so what are, weird yeah, what are we what's the final we love paul newman in both these films uh i think didn't he what was that did he get nominated or win for yeah so he won for uh the color of money yeah he was nominated for the hustler um this was i believe a scorsese film it was the next acting oscar that a scorsese film won after um raging bull so newman was the next one to win for a scorsese picture i think we'd agree uh, with, after with de niro that. sorry i think we'd agree with that for a win right i mean i don't know what else was out there in 87 but this is um, like an oscar winning performance when you think yeah but yeah, is it better absolutely. than the hustler um no uh I, I i don't know uh it depends because the hustler again i was expecting more hustling <laughs> yeah i will um, say just really quick there were parts of the hustler that i kind of got bored with uh, i'm not gonna sugarcoat that I, yeah it felt like like maybe like parts in the middle from the half to the middle third i'm like this movie kind of needs to move a little bit more. I think yeah, it was the, longer than it needed to be. The romantic like relationship thing, like that whole thing, like I don't know, it just kind of bored me. Um, but yeah, it it definitely needed to 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 move along. That's for sure. And the color of um, money moves very fast. Oh yeah, absolutely. The movie's over it, before you know it. it. I mean, it has wow. Uh, Newman became the fourth actor after El Pacino to be twice nominated for an Oscar for portraying the same character. Uh. He, he had previously portrayed Fast Eddie Felsen in The Hustler. He also became the first actor to win an Oscar under such circumstances. So the first actor to win an Oscar um, after being nominated twice for the same character. There you go. Boom. Al Pacino obviously was nominated for Godfather and Godfather 2. So, right. Fun fact. Which, again, we, we talked about at the top is a very different kind of sequel than this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. This, uh, again, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's. You could take it as a sequel, but at the same time, it, it can totally just be a standalone. Um, I think yeah. as much as we love Scorsese here, I think. 
Well, and really in both movies, Paul Newman kind of carries the entire production. Yeah, definitely. And what would you go ahead? No, I was quickly because you mentioned Tom Cruise, but we didn't really give a give a score on not the, the score, you know up or down. I mean, he's okay in it, but I don't think this is a great Tom Cruise film. I mean, he's not the lead. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah, it's not one. Yeah, that'll go down as one of Tom Cruise's greats um, or Scorsese's greats. Um, but it, it's it's a fun watch. You know, it's I, I I would give it more buckets of popcorn than The Hustler. But the hustler, I'd probably give more stars then. Yeah, so, I think I'm the same way. Yeah, they're, they're, they're two. They're two very different films. Yeah, this is this is more light popcorn. Yeah, we haven't given ratings in a while, so let's do that. Let's do the the hustler first. So the hustler, I'd I'd give three stars and maybe two and a half, eh, two buckets of popcorn. Three stars, two buckets of popcorn. Um, again, I thought it was you know Paul Paul Newman is what totally uh, elevates it. Um, the two buckets of popcorn are just, you know, for some of the pool scenes. Other than that, it's just, you know, it's, it's got some deep themes and stuff, but it's, it's, it's not on the waterfront to me. It's not, you know, uh, some, some of these old classics, you know, like, uh, um, vertigo and, and things like that. So yeah, three, three stars, two buckets of popcorn on the hustler for me. How about you for you for the hustler? Uh, for the hustler, I think I'm right there with you. I mean, I might say only change I would have would I'd say four stars just because it, it, it I want to. It is a good movie and it's a great. It's a good older movie too, which I would encourage. I don't want to say anything. You know, I want to. Maybe I'm grading it on a curve because it's an older film. Talks about all the themes that we mentioned earlier, even though we should not be surprised about the way people live back today. <laughs> right. Way yeah. it, but, you know, it is there. There's a lot of this movie that's just pretty damn sad and raw. Right. That kind of cuts you to the core in a way that you don't expect. And the acting is fantastic. Uh, and it, it does, parts do kind of plot around a little bit, but there are parts where I'm like, God damn it. Like, just quit. <laughs> You know, and I'm right, feeling yeah. like I actually get real tension in this film and a lot. So, yeah, I'll stick with that. I'll, I'm going to say four stars for The Hustler. And I uh, couldn't agree more with the popcorn other than some some of those moments. Uh, it's not all that entertaining. It's too long. Uh, whoever the editor was did a bad job. I think they could have cut at least 10, 15 minutes out of this movie. Uh, and so, yeah, two, two buckets of popcorn in that. Yeah. And then uh, Color Money, I, I meant to mention just how we n- never really talked about how how much uh, Vinny never really listened to Eddie. Like he had that first scene where he's at the first pool hall and he was supposed to. Uh, for, uh, he was he, he, it was him and Newman playing each other, but they weren't like betting yet. And he wasn't supposed to make more than five shots in a row. Yeah. And then you know tom cruise was just like and then newman left him and like went upstairs and watched him get beat up by these guys and came back down and was like oh you're stupid idiot i'm your father and you know hit him around and then there was another instance where you know he didn't listen to him and he said all right i'm sick of this and so it was just like Vinny, like come on listen to him like what's going on uh we never really yeah i think the okay i think you maybe hit on something which is there's a frustration with with say the with Paul Newman in the hustler that is 
there's something deeper there. When your frustration with Tom Cruise and the color of money, you're just like, dude, you're being stupid. Like, right. Like, I don't yeah. like there's parts where I, I guess at the end of the day, I don't quite get the character of Tom Cruise's character 100% in the color of money. Like, he's just being everything he does is simply the opposite of what, what you would expect. That's all it right. is. In, in any instance, he's just doing the opposite, which is, I guess, okay, but there's no like, I don't understand really what motivates him 100%. Other than we know, yes, he wants to win, but he, what you just like, you, are you dumb? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just like, dude, stop. But I, I, I do give it credit that it's like this guy's just so full of ego and so prideful that he just can't take the losing. Like I said earlier, like I think Paul Newman's more driven by money, whereas uh, Tom Cruise is more driven by he just wants to win. He has to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for color of money, I mean, I would give it, yeah, probably three stars too and probably three and a half buckets of popcorn. I thought it was very under- easy, a uh, lot, uh, f- lot more fun watch than The Hustler just because, you know, it's just... I don't know, just that '80s feel and just upbeat. It wasn't really didn't really cover too many dark tones, really, really any dark tones. It's just about <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just him. Light. Yeah, it's very light for yeah, Scorsese so. and the, and what and coming from the original, it's a yeah, light movie. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think three stars, same as the Hustler, but also yeah, three and a half buckets of popcorn. I think it's more rewatchable, and uh, and yeah, that's that's my score for that. Yeah, I think I think there was a lost opportunity in this film. Although it, it could have sucked really bad, we said for right considering how far apart you know time wise it was and all that, and a different director, obviously just you know the same actor is really the only thing going on here. With the same <laughs> yeah, uh, and so for 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 in order the fact that it was pretty good and and successful, I think is a testament to itself. I think there could have been more here. Considering that you've got one of the great actors ever and one of the great directors ever, maybe there should have been some darker moments, something deeper right? in this film. And instead, Scorsese just plays it light, very light. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's just maybe that's all we could have gotten from this movie. Maybe this is the best we could have gotten coming, you know, a sequel in 87 for, or 86 from the original in 61. <laughs> it's the best we could have got. So, I, yeah. So in terms of rating for me, I'm going to go, this, this is a good movie. It's not great. It's good across the board. So three stars, three buckets of popcorn. It's it's just enough quality and just right. enough entertaining. It's short. I think it's just under two hours. It does move quick. Uh, so this is, a so, this is the most solid of movies. Three and three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, we're pretty much right on par because you don't do halvesies in your ratings. No, Ryan Terry. So. Ryan Terry. He convinced me. No yep. halves. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for that. Um, but uh, yeah, there we go. Look at us. The two of us talking about a movie, two movies again this time around. Look we at us. We can do a show, just me and you. Can we? I know, I know everybody wants to hear the famous guys. And to be honest, you know, my favorite show would be for me to be Sal from Knives Out and do a whole show. Or, for you know, OGs would know that. Or Michael Brennan, who reviews Michael me. Brennan. Yep. No, I think he, I'm the only one who finds that funny, but that would be- no. <laughs> I do as well. But uh, yeah, Michael- people want to hear the Ed Begley's and the Joel McHale's. <laughs> I know Howie Mandel's. Yeah, I mean, well, why don't you want to hear my fake voice call him? 
to, to Ben over <laughs> listening to Howie Mandel. That I will never understand. Yeah, I'll never get that. And uh, you know, but yeah, it's all about the fans. The cu- the customer's always right. They are. You know, so there you go. Uh, but yeah, all right. Well, that is it for us, folks. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast at Blockbuster Mentalities or Instagram. That's where you get all the show updates and show uh, when sh- new shows come out and what new guests are coming up. All that got a few uh, down the pipeline that we'll uh, we're excited to announce soon. Uh, but Dave, it's always been so great talking with you, man. It just felt do- like you know uh, I'm getting back into a warm tub. This felt like we're. You know, the old shows, you know, we, we have our, our, our star and rating system or star and popcorn rating system that we haven't, we, we just dusted that thing off. Well, because, you know, you, you have a celebrity pick a film and we, we didn't want to give them the pressure of having to rate it. Yeah. They picked, they picked it. So obviously they're going to, you know, go easy on it and, you know, not be as critical. So it's like, eh, let's, do you remember, let's not do it for those ones. Do you remember when we still tried to do this with the early interviews and we go, oh, we rate movies on a star in popcorn scale uh what would you rate your favorite movie of as and they're like uh five and five yeah <laughs> well obviously so what am i gonna say uh no so we just got to scrap that for that <laughs> yeah it was just uh yeah that's just too boring that's just too boring <laughs> but hey you know uh you can follow me at bc cord on uh twitter and dave at uh dave underscore quist yeah if you're looking for a podcast feed that rarely tweets um and is not interesting please follow me at dave underscore quist (laughs) there you go all right folks uh and uh, yeah those itunes reviews keep them coming keep them coming we love it all right folks well that is it for me for dave i'm ben and as always grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies 